Welcome to the Break New Ground podcast. My name is Luis Prado, a.k.a. B-Boy El Prad. And today we have a very special guest with us. We actually have one of my judges for my upcoming jam, Force and Finesse. We have the one, the only, we have Eddie Styles. Welcome, Yo, Eddie. what's the deal? Yo, man, how's it going? Good, man, good. Keeping oh. busy as always. That's my <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> uh, I wanted to thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for being willing to um, answer these questions. And of course, of course. Give us your perspective. Always, man. I'm always down to, to share knowledge and to build with everybody. So um, so quick, just to give people an idea of why I picked Eddie to be on the podcast. Um, last year, I had won a jam, and uh, part of the prize pack for that jam was coffee. And it was yeah. Eddie's coffee, Joe in a Bottle, um, which, by the way, not, he didn't ask me to plug it or anything, but <laughs> it is really good coffee. Um, even my mom said so. And it's cold brew, which yep. is like, it's really strong. And it's effective. It gets you through the day. Um, so I think you should probably explain a little bit more about that and, and what yeah, you do. Sure. So you just tell me who is Eddie Styles and how would you describe yourself as an artist and as a businessman? All right. Whoa. Nice. Nice. Okay. So first off, my name is Eddie Styles, um, AKA steady Eddie Styles, just because I'm uh, getting older. So I'm steady now, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so, um, what I, I've been dancing for 25 years now. Literally 25 years, damn. It's been, it's, yeah, it's, I'm not even 25. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've been in the game um, pretty long. Uh, I also run a business called Jonah Bottle, and I also am a surgical tech. So I work in the medical field. So how would I describe myself as an artist? I mean, wow, I, I would say I'm a dancer. Seriously, I, I, I don't, I mean, I consider my, I mean, I'm, I'm a b-boy at heart, of course, but I consider myself a, a dancer just because I do multiple styles of dancing as well. I know how to do choreography. I know the basics in popping, locking. Um, I mean, you name it, most of the street style dances. Yeah. And I think it's part of uh, the history that I have from dancing, coming from culture shock, being Jabberwockies. And, right, right. You know, so um, as an artist, uh, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, so I don't know, man. I, I do everything. Yeah. I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, so keeps me busy and and i love it uh eddie is everywhere actually i i've seen him literally and he just explained it right now he does multiple kinds of dancing and i've seen it like i I, it's really crazy how (laughs) he goes to b-boy jams and he attends b-boy jams but he can dance multiple styles yep um and i think if if it's the name right yeah styles yeah yeah um so just tell me a little bit about Joe in a Bottle and the story behind that. How you got started, what you sell. Yeah, uh, yeah. just the rundown of everything. Of course. So, so Joe in a Bottle uh, was created about two, almost two and a half years ago, three years ago. And it was literally, it was just something that I started doing as a hobby because I was never really a fan of coffee. Mm-hmm. I was more a fan of uh, green tea and um, black tea and just, you know, natural stuff. Iced or hot? Uh, iced. Okay. Yeah. Hot yeah. only yeah. in the winter because yeah. it was just, you know, keep me warm. But I was, you know, once I started working in the hospital field, I, I, I you know, I wanted to give it a try, but I think I, I had a really bad experience when I was younger okay. with coffee. Yeah. So I felt like it was just coffee was always crappy, very acidic, <laughs> very, you know, like just, it was nasty flavor wise. So. Right, right, right. Not in, uh, I started venturing into it and I noticed, I went to a store and I got my first cold brew coffee, which was Stumpton's which okay. is a really known brand, which is one of the first brands that I saw in a bottle yeah. that, that had a cold, cold coffee. So I gave it a try, and I was like, well, what is this? And I fell in love with it. I was like, what the? So from there, I decided to, to try to create it. I was like, I can, I can probably make this. So I started making, for a few months, I started making a bunch of batches, you know, <clears throat> making errors, of course, making it too strong or too light, you know, yeah, not yeah. enough. But, uh, you know, I started kind of playing with it, and I wasn't selling it yet. I was just making huge batches of coffee, 
and just giving it to friends and testing it out. And then, you know, one day, one of my friends was like, why don't you just start a business with it? And this was before the whole cold brew phase or craze started going, you know? Right, yeah. Three years ago, yeah, nobody was really carrying cold brew coffee. It was just in the bottles. And that summer, I remember, which was three years ago, I started making it and started selling it at my hospital. I would Ooh. sell it to the employees, and they were hooked on it. But it was really difficult to sell because they didn't know what cold brew coffee was. Yeah, you they, would still- they would They would ask because it wasn't, you know, known yet. Yeah. And that summer, Starbucks, and then everybody else started carrying it little by little. And back then, I remember when I started the business, um, there was only two or three companies in San Diego, and they're up north. Mm. I think it was Trident Cold Brew Coffee, okay. which is – I think it's in IB now too in Imperial Beach. But they're up north in Escondido or Oceanside. And then there was another one, Hummingbird, I believe. Those are the only okay. two cold brew coffee that, that just solely focused on that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So it was us three. And then a year after that, it's like everybody and their mom started making cold brew coffee. So, <laughs> so it's everywhere. But um, yeah, that's how I kind of got started. And, you know, it's 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 been a blessing for sure because I was never into business. Right. You know, I, kn- I didn't know how to run a business. But this actually helped me understand business perspective on things and how to be responsible and how to be – how to educate myself in, in business because there's a lot of math and numbers that you have to deal with. And right, yeah. Me being an artist as, you know, a dancer, I, I had no idea what that was. <laughs> And, you know, of course, I didn't go to school for business. I went to school for surgical technology. So it was like, well, you know, <laughs> so right. it was totally different. But I think that's what makes it interesting is the fact that I'm a dancer, you know, and that's that, that feeds my artistic side, my artistic side of the, the brain. Then I have the business side of it, which is the, you know, the logic sense and just trying to think of that way. And then you have the medical field, which is totally – all three of them are totally different. Right. And yeah. I think that stimulates different parts of my brain, all three of them. And I think that's what keeps me going because there's so many multiple, you know, routes I can take. Right. So, but yeah, uh, Jonah Bottle kind of, you know, that's how it started three years ago. And pretty much I focused on uh, bringing uh, an alternative cold brew coffee that's healthier for you. Since I work in the medical field, I started asking questions about, you know, coffee. And uh, what it comes down to, coffee is a diuretic, right? So right. caffeine is not good for you but there's a double standard here there's a but (laughs) caffeine is actually it is good for you there's a lot of good benefits from it especially with men you know it's good for for your prostate it's good for your brain it's good for a lot of things there's a lot of good qualities in caffeine but only if you drink caffeine you know only about eight ounces a day in moderation yeah in moderation just like anything you know you have to moderate like people are used to drinking coffee to get you through the day meaning they drink like 14, 16, 18, you know, ounces of coffee or more, like four or five, six cups. There's people that just drink a lot, of, a lot of coffee during the day. I'm like, damn. So that's when it's bad because, again, it's a diuretic. It dehydrates you and it's right. bad. You know, eventually it can, it can damage, you know, your inside. So, um, what I noticed is that I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try to do something different. So I started infusing with alkaline water. Ooh. So obviously coffee is, uh, 90% is water. Right. Because you have to seep it in water, right? So. Yeah. Uh, cold brew coffee, I liked it because it was cold, it was low acidic, and it wasn't as bitter as regular coffee. And then I started doing more research on it, and that's how I started pitching it, was like, okay, if you want a healthy alternative, drink cold brew coffee. Benefits of it is it doesn't stain your teeth. Ooh, it doesn't give one. you, yeah, it doesn't give you uh, the coffee breath. And this is something that I always tell people to test it. Test, just drink regular hot coffee, and talk to somebody, you know, 15, 20 minutes, and you're going to have that coffee breath. If you drink cold brew, you'll have the taste in your mouth, but the other person will not smell that coffee as strong. 
That's a good one. And that's something that, that people don't realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah. And also, uh, for people that are sensitive, people that are like, oh, you know, when I drink coffee, I get a stomach ache or, you know, I get I get the runs. I get that a lot. People are like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like a, you know, it makes me go poop. <laughs> and I laugh because it, that's called acid reflex. And the reason why you get acid reflex is because the coffee is so damn acidic. Right. You know, so, again, what causes the acidity is when you heat it. So the process when you heat coffee compared to when you do a cold, uh, cold brew, there's a huge difference. When you do it hot, you're actually uh, seeping out the oils and the chemicals in the bean, and that's what you're drinking. So that's the bad part of it. Now, if you do a cold brew, it's you're seeping it in you know in cold water right. or room temperature water, and you're letting it sit for 24 hours. So right, it's kind of yeah. like you're doing tea. So it's a different process, a different exchange in the beans. So that's where you get the healthier part of it, and that's the reason why it's low acidic. And not as bitter. So that's what I started venturing in, and I started doing more research and testing it on people. And and you know, um, three years later, I'm here. And it's, you know, it's not you know, it's not to where I want it to be, right? But it's sustaining, and and it's and I'm loving it. And you're in the game. You're fifth yeah, in the game. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And it seems like you've learned a lot. And clearly, you just gave like the big overview of just, yeah. like why your coffee is better than yeah exactly the yeah right? you know and there's a lot of brands out there that use MCT oil for working out because a lot of a uh, there's a, also a craze about cold brew coffee because obviously it gives you know gives you the energy right but if you use MCT oil it's natural fats so people that work out are starting to drink cold brew coffee that has MCT oil it's called bulletproof coffee which is huge in the workout you know in the CrossFit scene and whatnot because that gives you that sustains your energy so those natural fats cover up your intestine your your lining in your stomach so the caffeine doesn't burn as quick it mm. takes longer so that means the caffeine kick is going to be a longer yeah energy. so okay so again you see there's all these little things that you you know you start like i started educating myself in it just to kind of stay on top of the game and understand the whole the whole coffee world because again it's it's there's two there's two sources in in the world that are the most right now that 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 are international and that pick up the most and i think one number one is water and second is coffee hopefully number one would be water yeah right? well of course yeah i mean shit, yeah, yeah. yeah we have to but it's crazy oh no i'm sorry not water i'm sorry no water was like third really yeah first was oil oil Ooh. was number one okay and then second was coffee so go figure coffee beats water that's crazy yeah well some people drink it like water exactly so again that you know being in the coffee market is definitely something really good so <laughs> so quick for the people at home run down your menu right now what do you what do you menu sell? Yeah. so when i do events or if um usually i do pop-up shops or i do you know dance events or wherever people hire me i've done weddings i've done corporate events um what i sell is i do regular cold brew coffee i do lattes i do um green tea i do inf and everything is infused with alkaline water so everything is healthy it has a different flavor to it I do boba coffee as well or boba tea. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I just it's the same thing as a regular. It's just we just add boba to it. Yeah. So I try to you know cover the masses. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's pretty much it. It's just it's just simple. I don't try to do anything too fancy. I don't use any dairy products. So I use all natural, either almond milk or hemp milk. I try to keep it low in sugars because again, sugar is one of your worst enemies. Yeah. Especially yeah. being a dancer, you. Y'all dancers out there, you got to realize it. You got to take care of your body. Yeah. Got to cut down the sugars because that kills your muscles. That eats your muscles away. So uh, yeah, so I try to keep it sim simple, clean. You know, uh, it's vegan friendly because I have a lot of vegan friends. Yeah. And and a lot there's a lot of people. You know, there's a, you know there's a big uh, health craze as well right now too. People want to be healthy. So I feel like to be you know if you want if you want longevity as a dancer, 
or just in general, you need to take care of yourself. You need to take care of what you're drinking or, you know, just watch what you're drinking and eating. And again, coffee is something that everybody drinks. And if you don't drink coffee out there, you're going to drink eventually. Watch. <laughs> the older you get, you'll be like, oh, this is pretty good. And when you drink it, yeah. Eddie will be there. Yeah, I'll Eddie be like, hey, there. get my coffee. <laughs> Um, so you just described it yourself. Mm -hmm. You said you are in pretty much three different aspects of your life. Yes. You do dance, medical field, mm -hmm. and you're a businessman. Yes. You know? um, and this is the crazy part about it that, in my opinion, none of those really like complement each other. No. You're in like com three completely stages of the game. Like, yes. And I wanted to ask you because it seems like that's a lot to manage. If you're a businessman, you're handling your business. It is. You're working in the medical field, which I imagine is really like high level, high yes. stress. And you're also having to maintain yourself as a dancer, you know, someone yes. that has a reputation. Um, how do you manage your priorities? And like, how do you, do you ever feel like you need to sacrifice one for the other? Yeah, this is a very good question because I've, I've uh, actually, I usually speak to people on this on a personal level because I feel like everybody, you know, everybody has a lot of uh, things that go on in their life. Nobody's life is the same, obviously. Right, right. And everybody deals with stuff differently. To so be honest with you, key is balance. You have to have balance in life. Meaning, for instance, like you just said, I have three different, you know, fields that I work in. And to me, the way I create balance is by using one or the other to help maintain either stress or if it's anxiety or whatever it is. Um, dancing, obviously, that's my stress reliever. Right. So when, when I'm having a really hard day at work because I'm, you know, stressed out, doctors are yelling at me, whatever the case is, yeah. I take it out on dancing. Dancing is definitely my stress reliever. Same with business. When business is going crazy or things are not going the way I want it. Dancing has always been my stress reliever. So right. to me, dancing is how I really stress. The way I really stress is by being creative. Right. So again, balance. You have to learn how to balance certain things. I always tell people you can do anything and everything you want, but you have to have balance. If you don't have balance within your life, then you're not going to have balance with anything that you try to you know, accomplish. And it's difficult. It's not easy. It's something that you have to really practice and really understand yourself first and foremost to see what you can handle and what you cannot handle. Obviously, me going into all this, did I know I can handle this? Hell no. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, uh, I think dancing, since I've been doing it for 25 years – I already knew that was like the backbone of me. That's that's something that's never gonna go away. That's something that that's that's in my blood. Yeah. Dancing, breaking, that's just that's just me. So it got to the point where I was dancing for about fifteen years. No, like ten years I should say, not fifteen. That was my career, dancing. I was making money off of it. That was that was what I was focused on. Then something along the lines kicked in and I was like, yo, I gotta get I gotta fo you know, focus on 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 benefits. I have to focus right. on my longevity in this game. I was like, I know if I get injured, that's it. That's, no yeah. more work, you know. So that's where you start learning how to, you know, be responsible and being, you know, kind of smart about your life. You know, I know I was going to keep dancing and the only way I could continue to dance and enjoy it is if I changed my career. So from dancing, I decided to go back to school to finish to get my degree or to get my certificate to become a surgical tech. Hmm. Once I let go of dancing as a career because I started losing the passion and love for it because I was trying to make – to make money so right, right. once i focused on my new career my new career and i started focusing on the medical field then i started finding the love again for dance and i did it because i loved it not because i needed to do to hustle to make money right. then the business came and then that was a different adventure that was totally something different because the business side of it i don't the, the coffee side i don't i wanted to be successful but what right. i'm looking at in the long run is to hopefully retire and have a coffee shop Ooh. that would be the plan the right, ultimate right. plan that sounds like so yeah, so it kind of strategically, I'm trying to figure out how it would all work out. But 
again, balance is key because, yeah, there's days where I stress out. I'm human, you know. I'm going to stress out. I'm going to break down. But, you know, you have to stay positive. You you have to stay focused. You have to know how much you can take, you know. And, and again, you know, it all comes with balancing. You know, if it's health, like for me, for instance, I'm turning – 40 years old this year. I'm going to be 40 years old this year. So I have to take care of my body. If I want to keep continue to dance, I have to watch what I eat. You know, I have to, like those little things, I have to stretch. I have to do more. I do yoga. So there's a lot of things that I do to take care of my body in order for me to sustain all this other stuff that's going on around my life. Okay. So So as far as dancing goes, which is your stress reliever, Mm -hmm. um, and you said at some point you did it as a career. Yeah. um, Did you ever have to... Did you ever feel like you had to change what you were doing in order to like continue in the game longer? Uh, no, like sacrifices. More like because I I, I see your style. Yeah. And I know that your style is very like foundation based. Yeah. Um, I've never seen you do power. I think I've seen you do like a yeah. halo before. Yeah. Power is usually like the higher risk moves that could injure you more. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if you've ever done. Like, oh yeah, yeah yeah I see when when I when I was doing power I would do I had all the basics I had the flare I had flares I had windmills I had I mean all that's like just the basic turtles jackhammers I just this is what I tell people too is like I can still do them if I practice them but I choose not to because I feel like I'm more creative when it comes to footwork because with power is something that you have to it's muscle memory so you have to really train yourself and train your body to do it and do it and once once you're there like what I found out and, and again this is just my personal opinion that once I learned a, a power move, that was it. I mean, now it's more creative, a little bit more creative, but still, if you compare footwork or just foundational style compared to just power, foundational style, it'll never die because you can right. keep creating and creating and creating and creating, and that's what triggered me to keep to continue to create right. was the fact that it challenged me every single time. And when it comes down to like training, you know, there's times where I just focus on, okay, I'm just going to do a bunch of hooks or I'm just going to focus all on sweeps, and it challenges the hell out of me. Right. Compared to going, okay, I'm gonna learn a flare. I'm gonna keep doing it, keep doing it until I get four, till I get five, and then once I get it, then what? It's like, okay, I got four flares. <laughs> now what? You know? So yeah. again, and that, and again, that's just my opinion. Um, right, right. I can still do them. I've done them. You know, I try them, but it, it, it hurts me. I'm just because I'm not conditioned to do them anymore. Right. Like my body's conditioned to do mainly footwork because I train for that. So if I did train to do power again. I'm pretty damn sure I can still, I'll, I'll get them again. It's just, you know, again, I have no urge to be like, oh, I'm going to do power. Because, again, I mean, that's just my opinion. And and to me, footwork is ultimate. It's like the foundation of, of dancing, obviously. It's just the roots. So I, I kind of like sticking to that and just being creative on that end. And not, a, not everybody looks the same. Like, all the people that focus on footwork, they all have different styles. You can yeah. put no lights on someone and just watch their feet, and you yeah. can tell who it is based on how they move. Yeah, yeah, And like again this is also my opinion i'm not going to bash on power or anything but i feel like power if i saw someone do the same combo i couldn't be able to tell who it was yeah yeah, yeah. maybe and if they moved it in a like very specific way but for the most part power is very straightforward yeah exactly so yeah. there so there you go i mean i think everybody's perspective is like you look at it and it, it'll be the same thought like it's very you know it looks the same right it's just a different person doing it but when it comes down to it again, like you said, footwork is so different because everybody's body is different. Yeah. So the way you do a six step is different from the way I would do it. Right. The way we do it, or like as Rock So Fresh, is that we focus, we try, we preserved the natural essence or the the original essence of breaking. So again, that's the reason why people respect us so much is because we still carry that essence. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, we adapt to what's new. We'll throw in some, you know, some like random stuff that that you see nowadays, or just to stay relevant. But we still stick to what we do. And I think that's the reason why we had such a huge impact around the world is because there's not a lot of crews that you can 
point and be like, yo, they have that original style. Right. And we carry that still because we're 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 strong. We're like we love that. That's the passion. That's the reason. I mean, the reason why a lot of us were dancing is because of our, you know, of the early days, which was rock steady, New York City breakers. And if you look at other stuff, it's all simple. It's all simple footwork, simple power moves, but it was effective because of the style and the character behind it. Right. And a lot of people are lacking that nowadays. Everybody looks the same. Everybody looks the same. Transitions are the same. You know, it's it's cool to see certain people doing them because it's like, oh, cool. You know, they're they're progressing. Right. But the originality, the the like I said, the character, the the style behind it, a lot of people are lacking. You know, and that's just part of the scene. It, it grows that way. It moves that direction, and then all of a sudden, everybody takes a turn. And I'm like, oh, let's start doing foundation. Right. And then it goes again to like, it's a huge cycle. It always, we see it. I mean, I've seen it multiple times, but it's part of the game. That's a good segue, actually, because yeah, yeah. you've mentioned that you've been in for 25 years. Yeah. You've been part of the scene, and you've, you're still active. You still yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still yeah. Um, so what, what has it been like seeing like phases come and go and people come and go? Like, What is the craziest part, or what has affected you the most? when reflecting back on that? Well, a lot of it, the way I see it is nothing has affected me in a way where it's changed my view of dan- as a dance. Right. I've always been very open to uh, to changes. I've always been. I think it's just something, it's part of me because I mean, I, I'm not going to be that old, like later on that, you know, that bitter old man, like, oh, this is not breaking and this yeah. and that. Like, I never want to be that person. I don't think I was because I'm so open to changes and I know that the, the dance changes. It has to. Right. It evolves, you know. You can't, rely on it to be the same always there's no point then it'll be boring then, right you know right. so i understand that so the change one of the huge changes that i saw that I was part of or that i kind of saw was when freak show started doing their style their style is very unique very different they when their movement started growing a lot of you know a lot of dancers started kind of gravitating towards that because it was different yeah. so there was always like their style it was always like then when we battled here in san diego or la it was always in the finals it was rock so fresh versus freak show majority of the events so it was always that like dude they're not breaking they're they're whack that's how we would say and then they would look at us like you guys are just old school and so it was yeah, always yeah. like a you know head thing but <laughs> it's cool because we learn a lot from what they do yeah because poe one would always tell us like yo if these kids start doing footwork and understand foundation they're gonna smoke us and sure enough they started smoking us you know and i'll, yeah. I'll be the you know first person to say it. it's okay you know you win some you lose some yeah, so yeah. they started beating us in certain you know jams and competitions but we realized, and they realized it, like Freakazoid came up to us, and even his brother, they both come up to us like, yo, man, thank you guys so much for all these years, because he's like, even though we always bumped heads, he's like, we learn a lot from you guys, and right. we respect the fact that we got, you know, foundation, and we learned because you guys always challenged us. So, again, that's how we feel like, oh, shit, we left our mark. Right. No, we definitely, you know, put our mark out there, and again, the dance changes. The dance keeps changing, and to stay relevant is, is it's not easy. It's not That's easy. True. I feel like the you have to really do it from the heart and just go out there and represent yourself. Always key is never try to impress anybody else. You know, you can impress the ladies. That's always a plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good one. But yeah. but uh, aside that, yeah, I mean, you 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 can't get caught up trying to impress judges or impress other other dancers. You know, because if you do, then you're just gonna be stuck in a circle. The best thing to do is represent yourself and do it. Like I always tell people, it's like if you go to the jam or you compete or you're in a battle, whatever it is, if you can leave that day and be satisfied and happy with how you did, yeah, then you fucking won. Whatever it is, if you battle, if you didn't, you didn't battle, whatever. I was like, as long as you're happy with what you did that day, then you won. Because again, at the end of the day, you're the only person that's gonna be hard on yourself. Right. That's you know true. what I'm saying? So always represent for yourself and 
that will show that will shine completely and people will re- respect you more because they're like yo he's having his dancing he's right. you know yeah. you're not trying to go out there and be like yo you know this b-boy's here i'm trying to impress him a lot of b-boys do that and it's pointless a lot of people do that when i'm in cyphers they try to you know show off and i'm like i don't care yeah i want to dance you know it's like i'm not here to watch you i'm here to because i want to dance i'm bugging out on this song i was like i'm gonna go dance and I'm not trying to watch you because sometimes you make eye contact and you can see them looking at you like, are you watching me? I'm like, I don't yeah. give a shit, you know? <laughs> you know, and I'm not trying to be, you know, an ass, but at the same time, it's like, dude, come on, you know, let's just dance. Let's just have a good time. So, I think breaking is one of the few um, activities where the judges that are high level could also just become a participant like that. Yeah. People, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't have like this big boundary the breaking judges, I guess there's a few that are really old. Yeah. But even those like still try to get down in the judges showcase or in the cipher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like entry level is very like anybody yeah. can do it. Yeah. And like to me it I think you bring up a good point when you say like freak show really brought yeah. a different style. Mm-hmm. I was around when they were in their peak, I would say. Yeah. Um and you do see a lot of people trying to push the envelope in that same way. Yeah. Where you can technically make the argument like, oh that's not breaking. But then you have to realize that, like, we're kind of further along in the game. So what mm-hmm. is breaking now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Maybe that wasn't breaking back in the day, but... Exactly. If, you, like you said, if we'd stayed the same, we'd just kind of get stuck in this weird... Yeah, it circle. would be boring, yeah, definitely, yeah. so... And, I mean, big ups to Freakazoid and... Yeah, Boogie for Man. sure. Like, they, they changed my perspectives when I was coming up. They made it feel like you could do your own stuff and be really original. Exactly. And if you do it the right way with the right attitude and you're confident yeah. about it, you can definitely get far. Exactly. It, the, the thing is with, with breaking, I feel like as long as you have that, 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 that not breaking, but like that hip hop, that, that rawness behind it and the intention of that you're breaking, but regardless of what the style you're bringing in, then you're, you're breaking. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the whole point yeah. of it is like this dance it has evolved so much. It doesn't have to be traditional yeah. breaking. It could be whatever the hell you want. Whatever you, you know, as long as you have that breaking intention or hip hop intention behind it, yes. is what's gonna determine what you're doing. But again, you know, nowadays it's so like the whole off style movement. It's it's crazy, man. Because I never called it off style. I grew up in that era too, where you know, in the '90s, and it was freestyle dancing. It wasn't all style dancing. Now I feel like people half ass it, so they feel like okay, I can learn a little bit of popping, a little bit of breaking, a little bit of house, and just combine it and just dance to a beat, and it's all style. Right. And to me, that's half ass. I feel like you should have foundation at least one of the street forms or, you know, one style, yeah. master that, and then you can start venturing in different styles and kind of, you know. But, again, that's a totally different yeah. conversation, man. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. crazy. But... <laughs> you can go on about that forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, All styles is coming up, too, in its own way. Yeah, I yeah. Think it's being more popular. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, you've met a lot of people through a dance community. You've yes. traveled a lot. You've gone out to compete in other yes. countries. Oh, yes. Um, did you ever see any of your connections like that in – in a business aspect where you could feel like, like this is how I could also push out my new business, my brand. These are people that I can connect with. How did breaking and those connections uh, mix with becoming a businessman and wanting to push your product out more? Yeah. Well, I think, I think it, it depends on the person. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're prideful, then you know, and you're stuck up, then you you ain't gonna get anywhere in, in, in life in general. Right, right. So I've always been good at networking with people. Mm-hmm. Um, my character, I'm super friendly. Yes. I know some people usually are, they get, I mean, I've heard people come up to me and be like, oh, I didn't think you were that cool. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, you just seem mean or you always seem angry. Or, and I was like, well, maybe because you see me at a cypher or at a jam and right, I usually right. don't smile. I was like, I'm usually like focused. But right, right. Uh, networking, man, like I feel like dancing, it opened up a lot of doors because I met a lot of people. 
and I keep friendships. I I don't I don't burn bridges. Right, right. I have to be honest with you. I have no enemies. I try to be. I mean, people can hate on me. That's not an that's, enemy because and yeah, right. that's just that's, that's one different. Sided. Yes, yeah. one sided exactly. But I have no hate for anybody. Like I don't because again, that's negative, and I don't want to revolve my life again around negative people or negative energies. Right. So I've been very in tune with myself, and and I try to be positive, and you just build. A, you know, live a better life. A healthier life right. so with that being said i networked a lot of my dance community or dance uh links to my business coffee so i started selling coffee obviously at b-boy jams and, and it's people ask me like do you just focus on b-boy jams like no but they invite me and i'm gonna say yes because it's another way of networking right like through b-boy events or just dance events i've you know i've networked with people doing farmers markets or weddings or corporate events like hey would you can you do a coffee bar i'm like of course i can and then yeah. like i even do um uh, concoctions with alcohol. Oh. With coffee, yeah. You gotta really? try one. <laughs> good. Yeah, so, you know, so I have, idea. so that's how I, you know, that's how I network is, you know, I, I'm, I'm friendly and, and I keep all my connections. I, I keep all my ties, you know, nice and, and clean with everybody. So I, that way I can also, you know, if this idea, for instance, like my business came around, then I was like, dude, I know so many people that I can, right. you know, link up with. And like the whole, for instance, the whole facility, the whole, the new dance studio. Yeah. I was the link between Richie and Joe, the owner. They both were, you know, I knew both of them and they both wanted, you know, they're talking about opening up a dance studio. And I was like, well, wait a minute, let me just link both of you guys up together. And boom, now you have a dance studio in PB. So again, connections. And now because of that, I'm going to probably be opening up my own shop in that studio. So that was the, the, you know, the word on the street. So again, so yeah, yeah, that's how it works. See, everything happens for a reason. And it's just networking and keeping your, your friends and just the people that you know. With me, with dancing, and also with the business side, I start connecting them all together. Wow, that's I didn't know you were that link between the uh, the owner and whoever mm. had the idea for yeah, the yeah, facility. Yeah. I just yeah. knew that it recently came up, and I saw it too there yeah. all the time. You yeah. teach there too, right? Yeah, I teach there. I teach there on Thursday nights. Uh, it's starting to pick up little by little. You know, it's a brand new studio. Right, right. Any business takes about three to five years to actually start. You know, developing, but it, it's yeah. doing well. I mean, it's open floors are on Thursday nights. 8.30 to 11. I'm putting the plug in. Super and it's fun. pretty tight, though. Yeah. It's it's pretty tight. There's the a lot of people nice. that go. Yeah, floor is awesome there, man. Um, so after having covered this like area of your connections and how they support you and how you've been taking advantage of that yeah. just to kind of put yourself out there, mm-hmm. um, what is one of the biggest takeaways, just in general, it doesn't have to be about business, what yeah. is the biggest takeaway that you've taken away from traveling? Um, and what have you learned that you probably wouldn't have learned if you hadn't traveled? Uh... Wow, that's a that's a deep question, kind of. Okay, so this is the my takeaway from traveling. To be honest with you, I've learned to humble myself mm. completely. Yeah. Because we here in the states, we take dancing for granted. Yes. Because exactly. it's either oversaturated with all these TV shows. There's dance studios everywhere. I mean, you name it. We have places to practice. You go to Mexico. You don't have studios. You don't have, yeah, you have abandoned homes that they just, you know, concrete walls like breaking out and they just make us, like, they, they have a, a session there. They have like their practices. So that's one thing that, I mean, that's probably the biggest thing that I've taken away from traveling is that I've been able to really see the culture in different countries. And that's what I've appreciated a lot. And I always push dancers to travel. You have to travel to really get an understanding of how huge this this scene is. It's huge, and it's a huge family, which is a beautiful thing. But I mean, I've 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 came back and really like thought about how shitty, <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah. our country is. Okay. You know, and and I mean, of, of course, I you know, I'm, 
I'm an American, right. but at the same time, it's like, dude, like we we don't support the arts, man. That's we really sad. Don't. Europe, man, has the best events ever, man. And it's it's amazing how they support each other. And of course, yeah, there it's a different country, and we live there. We don't really know all the regulations, but just being within the culture of hip hop or breaking. I've taken so much away from different countries, yeah. and every time I come back, I'm humbled, and I'm just like, dude, I, I need to do this. I need to up my game in this, in this way. I need to better my life in this way. I need to network this way. Like it just, you take away a lot. It's really an eye opener, and I think that's why I appreciate traveling because you get to appreciate the world, not just California or not right. just San Diego or not just LA where you're at, you know? Because I think we tend to to overconsume so much in our own lives that we forget that. You're a minute thing compared to the world. You know what I'm saying? And once yeah, you get yeah. to travel the world, you'll gain so much knowledge, you know, within yourself, within if it's your business, if it's, you know, your dancing, all that. It'll enlighten you and it'll definitely make you grow. Right. And, and I suggest that to anybody, to everybody, like travel as much as you can because you only get one life. And if you don't do it now, you, you'll regret it later. Right. It's true. <laughs> For it's sure. Very true. And when you look at the production value and just like the amount of participation in European events, you can tell that it's just a lot different there. Yeah. You don't have to be like there to just sense that it's just a lot bigger. Yeah. The United States doesn't really, like you said, doesn't really support the arts. Mm -mm. Funding for art programs has been cut yeah. from high schools, from middle schools. Yeah. Like, unless it's a specialty school, you're not going to be seeing stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, like, damn, like we're supposed to be like a free country, right? We're supposed to support all these different walks of life, all these yeah. different careers. But the arts isn't really one of them. If you're not doing STEM, you're not doing something valuable. Yes, you know? yes, yes. And it's like, I understand that. Mm -hmm. STEM, STEM majors are important. People that are in the STEM field are important. Yeah. They keep society functioning well. Of course. But dance also, that's an important part mm -hmm. because oh, yeah. it supports creativity. It supports uh, physical activity as well. Being yes. healthy. Being able to create connections that I don't think you'd be able to make if you were just in the STEM yeah. field. And Europe is doing it differently. Europe yeah. is doing it big. IBE is a big thing. Dude, IBE is I, – I mean, Outbreak was supposed to be one of the best gems. Yeah. IBE was definitely one of one of those events where where you have to be there to right. feel the energy. It was ridiculous, man. I was like blown at like the water because it was the energy inside the room where they had the Red Bull battles and like the final battles. It was it was like seriously, it was out of, the, out of this world. It's like, wow, it was, like this is – Amazing, right? And I would never, you would never get that here in the states, never. And and again, it's sad because it's like, okay, we're the creators of this dance, right? Exactly. But right? yeah, other places just know how to do it. And you're like, what the hell? But you know, and everybody's there for the same reason. Everyone's there to support the cause. And yes. Bring up that energy that you're talking about that you yeah. couldn't get here. Uh, jams here sometimes I feel like are very segregated. Like, very. Yeah, yeah. People are there for one purpose. Like some people just come straight to win and leave. Like, yeah. That's it for them. Or if they, as soon as they lose, they're like, all yeah. right, I'm out. That's what I came here for. So it's like, I think it's, like you said, it's really important for people to travel. I haven't yeah. done it yet, but I do plan on going specifically to IBE because it seems, it seems like that event that you have to go to. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, there's a lot going on. I think throughout the years, it's it's kind of dwindled down a bit from right. what they say. I My first year was last year, and I went out there sick. I, I was sick, but I just like, you know what? I'm going to go out here and just, you know, just have a good time. Right. I ended up, I didn't plan on any of the footwork battle, and I ended up making it to the finals, right. which is I was, I was surprised. But yeah, so I was like, what the? All right, cool, you know? And again, it's it's the experience that I'm taking away from it, you know? Right. And out of 175, you know, B-boys that entered, I mean, you had Victor, Vicious Victor. You had a lot of, like, celebrity B-boys, too, entering. You know, it's like, shit, I made it to the finals. Right. You know, I made top eight and then made it to the finals. I'm like, what? So... You know, just that experience alone was awesome. But I feel like there's a lot of events that happen in Europe that are definitely, 
you know, worth to go check out. Right. Singapore is another one that's dope, uh, Radical Force. Ooh, and I think I've that's one of the that ones year. that we're gonna definitely going to go next year. So I, my, what, one of my goals is as, as just in the b-boy scene, what I want to do more is travel, but, you know, of course, within time. But what I want to do is every year try to at least do three different city or different countries okay that's the plan that you know i've been doing it for the past couple of years already so it's been working out but that's you know it's, yeah, it, yeah it just kind of gives you you know like a plan on what you want to do and where you want to see your dance like your dance progress because right. i feel like through every experience you learn something new that's true you know so that's true um so now you're you mentioned that you're gonna turn 40 this year yeah and, man Woo. and it sounded like uh making finals at ib was something completely new for you like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which is tough to under like it's tough to believe because you've been in the game so long. Like, yeah, yeah. For things to still seem new to you, it's like, damn. Yeah. Like, that just proves how, how much there is in b-boying yeah. and breaking that, like, it'll take time to cover. Of course. So now yeah. where you're at in your life, mm -hmm. what do you see as your long-term objective? What are your goals now for breaking specifically? For breaking, to be honest with you, I have no expectations. And okay. it, not in a bad way. I, I'm not trying to set goals. I'm not trying to win battles. I'm not. My ultimate goal is to dance and to share. That's my biggest goal right now is to share as much knowledge as I can because I love to see, I love to share, I love to teach. Uh, if somebody can take away what I what I'm doing, even if it's moves, that makes me happy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I know I can't do this forever. I know right. that for a fact. I'm gonna do it until the wheels fall off. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know when is that gonna happen? I don't know. You know I I do take care of my body. I do take care of myself because I I know this is what I love to do and I'm gonna keep doing it. But there's, you know, there's going to be a time where I'm not going to be able to do it as much. Right. So I like to share. I like to, you know, to pass down knowledge, to, you know, educate dancers, to, you know, whatever I can do to share is that's what I love to do. That's what, I think that's one of my passions is to really share with a community and to build, you know. So I feel like uh, that's my purpose now. Right. I mean, at, at one point, you know, I mean, I still enter battles just for fun. You know, there's no ultimate like end goal like, oh, I want to win so many battles. I do have a hit list, though. Yeah, <laughs> I do have a hit list right now. I've you know, I have a few B-boys that I'm going to call out in ciphers just because I feel like it's it's that time. Yeah. I've never been I've never been that type of B-boy that goes and calls out people. I just don't. You know, I've always uh, crew battles or whatever. We've gone called out as a crew. But individually, I feel like, you know, it's time. Right. And I was like, and I feel like at, at my age too, I was like, okay, I, you know, I got something to prove because I'm dealing with a lot of younger cats. That's very you know, true. and if yeah. I'm keeping up with these younger cats, there's a problem. Yeah. I mean, well, it depends, you know, but usually these kids, you know, started thinking, you know, they're, they can outsmart us, but a lot of times it's experience that's going to win a battle. You right. know what I'm that's saying? True. And yeah, you know, maybe I can't go 20 rounds with somebody because I'm not, the, the youth part of it is gone, right. but I can, I can hold it down. So to me, like when you, when, you know, when you're battling somebody, if I do end up calling somebody out, it's not about how, you know, it's not about the uh, quality. I mean, the quantity of the rounds, the quality of the rounds. So in three, four or five rounds, I already know I smoked them. That's it. Yeah. I'm not going to continue and go for 20 rounds because a lot of b-boys think that way. Like, oh, I can keep going. I was like, oh, that's great. Here, <laughs> there's a, you know, good, good job for you. I'm like, you can, I was like, this is not a practice, you know? Right. And, you know, so I think my my ultimate goal in dancing is just to keep to keep doing it yeah. as much as I can to share. It's interesting that you bring that up too because the younger generation does see that like it's quantity over quality. Yeah. Um. Recently at Culture Four, uh, Weapon X. Yeah. He's, he's eight, nine, ten. Mm -hmm. I'm not entirely sure. He called yeah. out another kid. Yeah. And they went for like 37 rounds, and then you're like. Yeah, like, 37. Wow, 37 rounds. And they, they could have gone more, but they were like, okay, maybe we should let the cipher open up. And when you look at that, you're like, most of those rounds were like maybe two tricks or yeah. like a power move or some top yeah, rock yeah. and that's it. And 
call-outs are no longer like what you can put down in a short amount of time. It's like till one guess is out, then that guy looks like yeah. You see, you know? and I the, the way I see it is like back then when I and again you know it's comparing both now and then. Right. Before, yeah, it used to be about enemies or being you have something against the other person so right. you'd want to smoke them so you would want to outdo them right you know and of course i feel like the element of surprise is what gets a lot of people because you're not expecting it and somebody calls you out you're like oh shit yeah. you know but but it's, it's like what you said sometimes it's not it's not about the you know i, I don't think a lot of the b-boys focus on quality right. and that's important because it's an art it's like if you grab a canvas and you just throw a bunch of paint and start brushing shit over it, you're like okay and then you have somebody that's actually you know Taking their time, finessing it, you know, and yeah. really like putting their time, even if it's something simple, and they make it look clean. The quality is gonna, you know, overcome the quantity. I mean, it could be a lot of shit over here, and, and it's it's this analogy that we always say too. It's like, okay, you have a pizza, right? Yeah. And you have a pizza with pepperoni. Okay. You know, and and that's it, and just cheese and pepperoni. And then you have the supreme pizza that has all kinds of veggies and all sorts of shit. shit. Yeah. If I wasn't vegan, of course, I would go <laughs> eat the pizza with. The pepperoni, because they're both pizzas. I'm still getting a pizza. I just yeah. rather go with the simple instead of having all the fucking crazy shit. So that's yeah, just yeah. kind of like the way I see. You know, it's like, you know, you have two of them. Like, why would you want to get all messy and all crazy when you can just have the same thing? It's a pizza. You you know, cheese and it's just pepperoni and cheese. You know, so it's like it, you're gonna get the same thing out of it. It's just quality versus quantity. Both of you guys are breaking. It's just one of them is just gonna be throwing all kinds of shit, getting sloppy, and the other one's just nice, short, and clean. Boom, 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 boom. You know what I'm saying? So, again, that's just something that I kind of got brought up with is just being precise, being clean, get straight to the point. Because there's no point to just finessing everything or just trying to be like, oh, I'm going to do like 20 rounds on this guy until he gets burnt out. I mean, again, if it's personal, I get it. You know, there's beef behind it. But right. nowadays, 90% of the battles, it's not beef. It's not personal. Yeah, it's not because everybody's very friendly, you know, buddy, buddy. It's it's fine, though, because that's progressive dance to be, you know, further. But at the same time, it, it, it takes away, you know, the – the rawness of, of breaking because there was a lot of beef back then a lot right. you know even when I got you know brought up as like it was schools like my territory versus your territory and it was personal beef but and, change and I spoke about this with someone recently um, I think when there's nothing behind anything and people just feel like you have to call someone out because yeah. of their reputation it doesn't really make for an interesting cipher to watch mm -mm. doesn't make for an interesting exhibition battle if it happens and you're just kind of like this felt unnecessary. Yes. It kind of yes. taints call-out culture. Like, why do you why do you need to call someone out? Like, what's the point? Is yeah. there beef? No. Then what's the point? You yeah. Um, and like you said it right now, maybe when you have a hit list and you have something to prove, it's different. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like a lot of people often call out judges because yeah. know, they get mad or because you're like, well, I want to show that he can't do what I can do yeah. and that what I did was good and I should have won that battle. It's like... And you see, with that too, it's like... You know, the promoter is like, you shouldn't call out the judges. You should call out the promoter because the promoter is the one that hired the judges. Obviously, the judges are there for a reason. You know, a lot of times, too. Uh, actually, this is funny that you mentioned that because uh, I overheard, and whoever this fool is, I hope you're hearing this shit because I'm about to get you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but somebody was talking crap about me. And, and again, I don't care. But it just, to me, it was funny because somebody, while they're introducing the judges for Cultures of Four, uh, I overheard somebody was telling me that that uh, some dude from LA was like, yeah, that guy over the white shirt, he's he's whack. I don't even know why he's judging this, this, and that. And my and Nick Nick uh, from Bangarang, he was next to him. He's like, well, why don't you go call him out? Straight up told him that. And he looked back. He's like, no, man. He's like, uh, we already battled. He's like, we battled one time and I smoked him. And first off, we battled. 
And no, he did not smoke me. <laughs> it was a two-on-two, and we won. And I think he was just mad or whatever. And right, again, right. I don't care, but for him to talk shit, you know, I don't even know the guy. It's like, dude, if you have something to say, say it to me. Like, I, I really don't care. I mean, I'll, again, like I said, you know, I was like, I don't like having any kind of negative you know, tension with anybody. So if that if home dude has beef with me, then just bring it. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah you should call me out or pull me aside. Like, I don't like the way you're judging or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool, let's squash it. Yeah, you know, yeah. but just just to let you know, just with that, you know, it just it just show goes to show that people are so mature. Yeah, that they rather talk shit. Be like, oh yeah, that person. And again, he doesn't know shit about me. I, don't, I mean, does he? I don't know. But obviously, you know. Uh, Aaron Attic and um, you know and Lancer, they decided to pick me as a judge because of the fact of you know what I've done in the community and right. and, and sometimes you know when you hire judges, you know what I'm saying like I've noticed some people hire certain judges and yeah either they should be relevant obviously you know they should be doing something positive in the community that's you know uplifting everybody else or just the community in general or even the years experience because sometimes you you get judges that have not been dancing for like. 10 years but they've been in the game or they say they're and, and to me that's questionable right. but judges for instance like myself that I'm still relevant I'm still dancing I'm right. still putting my name out there you know I've, I've been doing for such a long time and not just just breaking but in other art forms as well you know what I'm saying and, and other aspects of life I was like if you have something necessary to question me, come at me. Don't, you know, or, yeah, or if you know, talk to Aaron Egan, like, why'd you get him as a judge? He's whack. All right, cool. Why, why do you think he's whack? You know, and again, everybody's going to have their own opinion. You know, just like we always say, is like every, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has them. They stink. (laughs) So, you know, it's like, it's one of those things. Like, it's fine. I can't satisfy everybody, but if anybody has any questions out there for me, it's like, ask, you know what I'm saying? Like, I do have a lot of experience in dancing. I've seen, I've seen it all. You know, I've done I've done it all pretty much. So, right. you know, do I brag about it? No, because I keep myself humble because I'm still learning. I'm still a student to this game and to this culture, and I have so much to learn still. I never put a cap. I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm not going to learn. No, nah, man, I learn so much every single day, every time I dance, every time I travel. So, again, you got to stay open and keep a positive mind and continue to move forward. That's a good point, too. You mentioned bring it up to the promoter. I feel like promoters are always looking for feedback. They always mm-hmm. want to see how their event could grow, what yeah. they did wrong, how they could change it. And there's always going to be someone that has a problem with the judging. Yeah, of course. And that's just natural. It happens. Yeah. People always feel like they're better. They did this, so the judge is not seeing that. And it's important for people to bring that up to promoters because if you want to, if you if you thought that judge was great and you were satisfied and you're like, maybe I want to bring him back for next year or another yeah, event yeah. I'm going to do, but people have a problem with it, it's important to let people know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, man, like, I really liked your jam, but this judge, whatever, Eddie Styles was whack. Yeah. He just made all the wrong calls and I think he's biased. Whatever. Yeah. That's good for us. It's good for us to like be like, okay, well, maybe if other people feel that same way, I shouldn't bring Eddie back. Exactly, you know? yeah. And judges, like you said, everyone has opinions. Yeah. Everybody, everybody. And and see, the thing is with judging, this is the thing. I always tell this to dancers too. It's like, don't be so hard on yourself. You're not, you're going to get stuck in your own head. And that's what ruins a lot of the dancers or b-boys. And they're, you know, and they stop dancing after a while because they yeah. get so negative or get so caught up on judges. To be honest with you, it's three people's opinion right. that you're yeah. basing your dancing off of. So if you're being so damn hard on yourself, check yourself, really. It's like, dude, this dance is way bigger than you. This dance is way more big, and you should be able to be, to see that. If you're entering a competition, you're putting yourself out there to be judged by three judges, okay? So, again, not everybody. 
Because again, there's sometimes you know judges are gonna make bad calls. We're human, yeah, you know. Yeah, Everybody yeah. has their own taste, their own flavor to the way you know dancers dance. So you can't always satisfy the judges, you know. And again, it's your choice. You enter the battle, you suffer the consequences if you lose. And you Win know who's judging. Yes, you, know you cannot. You yeah, exactly. So again, you know, don't put your. I mean, if you're not ready to battle, if you don't want to lose, then don't battle. Right. Straight up. If you want to battle, you're gonna to have to take a loss, yeah. or you know, because again, it, it's it's part of the game. You win some, you lose some. Sometimes you got the you know upper hand, sometimes you don't, and that's that's part of life. You know, that's part of the game. So, again, don't take shit on the judges. It's like, yo, they're there for their, you know, they're doing their job. And obviously, if you know who's judging and you don't like them, don't fucking enter. Yeah. Excuse my language. <laughs> no, 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 it just no, no. pisses me off. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because it's like, yo, come on, dude. It's like. Don't enter if you don't like it. It's common sense too. Yeah, right? but again, a lot of people are into it because they want the money. Right, and they you're getting want... judged in comparison to other people. They're not saying that your style sucks. Exactly. Your dancing sucks. Exactly. They're just saying that the other person did what they do better. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not science, you know. You don't yeah. have to make a formula. But for you it. see, a majority of the boys don't think that way. Exactly. They don't, you know, and you have to have an open mind. You have to go into this game, have an open mind, and know. You know, those kind of situations because if you don't, that's when it makes it harder on yourself and you start taking shit so serious and then you start losing the love for the dance. And you right. then you're like, oh, fuck this. I'm going to quit and that's it. You're done. When you had talent. But then it's like, you know, you never really got to explore it. That happens to a lot of people too. A lot, a lot of people. people quit because they feel like it's so negative. Like, oh, judges yeah. don't like me and my shit. But it's, it's not like that. It's not. But again, see, it just depends on the route you go to. I found my love through ciphering. Yeah. You know, and that's just the way, you know, I'm way more expressive. You know, if somebody called me out or if I battled somebody in a cipher compared into like a competition battle, I'd do way better in a cipher. Yeah. You know, because I know myself that when I battle in a competition, I have to satisfy the judges. So I have to do certain moves that are dynamic or just bigger so that they could be seen to show off. Right. When it comes to a cipher, that's a different story. Yeah. I will bug the hell out and you'll see shit that I'll never do in a battle. Because I, I have yeah. battle movements or battle stuff that I practice with and then, you know, stuff that I have in ciphers that nobody's seen because – and people will ask me like, dude, what was that you did? Can you do it again? I'm like, hell no, dude. It's just it's – yeah, it's just ciphering. It's all in the head and it's yeah. just all bugging out to music. So, um, Let's kind of take a quick yeah. detour from that. Uh, you're someone that's danced in multiple styles and yes. you're also a b-boy. Yes. Um, would you ever advise other b-boys to take other styles and if so, which one? Yes, I would recommend dance uh, b-boys to take a dance class and learn choreography. Ooh. That is a big one. That is huge. Yeah, because a lot of b-boys are against choreography. Exactly because they're so hard-headed, they're knuckleheads. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, this is this is this is important because if you want to make a career out of it, especially now that it's easier to make a career out of dancing yes. or breaking, you have to learn choreography. You need to learn how to count music. You need to learn how to pick up choreography and look identical to somebody else. Yeah. And now it's now it's breaking all the rules of. B-boying, right. definitely, because B-boying, you're supposed to be yourself, you're supposed to be, you know, raw, you're supposed to, you know, not look like somebody else. So again, it's against it, but it helps you tremendously. And again, I recommend it. You don't have to be a pro at it and be in a dance dance team or whatever. I was like, that's not what I'm asking, saying, you know, but I am suggesting to learn how to count music, learn how to pick up routines or be comfortable with your body to do certain dance styles because if you get hired for a tour or you get hired for a gig and it's a well-paid gig and you can't do choreography then you won't get hired right and again this is if you want to continue you know as in a career in in that field like if you want to work in hollywood or even for instance and, and again just if you want to grow as a dancer you know not just be always you know i'm a b-boy at heart but i consider myself a dancer because i can do like I said, multiple styles where I can pick up on multiple styles. You give me some locking, I'll do it. Give me some popping, I can do it. Choreography, I can do it. 
I'm not up to the latest trends in choreography, but I know how to count music. I know how to pick up choreography. I won't look the best, but I don't care. Again, right. it's just to get the job done. Right. But I would, I would, I would recommend dancers or b-boys to really pick up on choreography or just understand what it is to do choreography in a dance, you know, in a in a dance group. Because right. again, that'll give you opportunities or open doors in different ways. The industry is all about choreography. Yes, it is. And I'm learning that slowly. Yeah, um, yeah, because yeah, you're in Brick House, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's good, man. That's good. Uh, and a lot of B-Boys are against it, surprisingly enough. Like, B-Boys are like, no, nah, you got to keep it raw. You got to keep it real. Like, mm-hmm. you're selling out. You know, that's, yeah. what, that's what it is. Like, oh, if you're in it for the money, you're not doing it right. But, like, if you want to make a <laughs> career out of it, yeah, the money opportunities come with choreography of course with being able to just do more than just freestyle right being able to be consistent yeah some b-boys can freestyle some b-boys can do power but like if you only hit your stuff five out of ten times yeah nobody wants to see that in a show nobody wants to see you mess up live you know so i think that there's that idea that needs to be broken down like yeah b-boys want to make a career you're not going to win every jam there's Mm -hmm. one day vicious vic might show up to this san diego jam that you for sure had it in the bag exactly and then you're like damn well those were 300 dollars that i was counting on i can't pay my rent now (laughs) exactly i can't pay my rent (laughs) exactly vicious vic showed up yeah yeah. um and it it happens it happens yeah and people need to be like willing and open to do other things if they want to make money with this thing and that's how dance works unfortunately like a lot of the opportunities are choreo based they're like live performances entertainment You have to be open. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I don't understand where where b-boys get so like caught up and like, oh, you gotta be raw, dude. Mm-hmm. You can be raw in in b-boy, and that, that's all you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but to yeah. pick up choreography, how the hell? To me, it's like, how do you consider yourself selling out because you're doing something else? But if it's gonna feed you and bring you food exactly. to your table and help yeah. you pay for your bills, how is that selling out? That's and that, I mean, there's a yourself. huge yeah, there's a huge stigma behind that, and people always argue about it, but. Selling out to me is like if I if to me selling out as someone told me like hey here's twenty bucks can you do just headspins for my show that's selling out because you're yeah. underselling yourself first off yeah no, first off you know what I'm saying never take 20 yeah bucks for anything. or for yeah. anything it's like hey I have a dance gig I'm gonna pay you sixty bucks can you break for like twenty minutes fuck no. no that is selling out because you're doing it for your for chump change and second you're underselling yourself yeah you need to have you need to put yourself out there and and really value yourself value yeah. your art you know what I'm saying? especially if you put so much work on your art and on your craft dude you gotta put yourself out there like and sell yourself don't sell yourself short give yourself that amount whatever it is for injuries for whatever you don't have insurance so yeah, think about it. consider all those thing. things in it and again that's the reason why i feel like dancers or b-boys are hard-headed when it comes to like oh you're selling out or you gotta be raw fuck that you gotta look dude seriously you gotta take care of yourself yeah yeah you know what i'm saying and by all means just because you're doing choreography doesn't mean shit because to me the only reason why i started my first travel gig was to china i mean yeah to china and it was a full paid sponsorship by nike and i got to stay in china for two weeks and i did a huge fitness convention nike sponsored they paid for my passport and why? Because I was doing choreography. I was breaking though. I yeah. was doing. I had my freestyle sections, and I was breaking on my time. But I had two routines where it was all choreography. It was hip hop choreography, right. you know. So again, am I gonna be like, "Fuck that"? I'm selling myself out because no, hell no. That that China gig opened up the doors for me, and that was my first travel gig back in 2002, and I was so blessed for it because because of that. That's the reason why I was like, you know what? I'm I have to travel. Yeah. I have to really network and. From there on, I started networking with everybody, and and I started traveling the world. So again, you tell me that's selling out, but I'm traveling the world and I'm doing what I love to do now. Yeah, 
Check yeah, yourself. No, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you can't hate on that, you know. And there's, like you said earlier, there's always going to be haters. Always, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's part of just and just life in general. If it's right, dancing, yeah. if it's career, if it's relationships, people hate. And that's just – that's what our world really revolves around It's hate sometimes. And it's sad because it's really sad. it damages a lot of things. So, again – your job as a human being really is to be positive, to really strive to be positive and to, to stay away from that shit. Because if you're a good person, man, good things will come to you. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, you, you, you generate the energy that you put out. Exactly. If you are not attracting positive energy, maybe you need to check what you're getting out in the world. Exactly, you know? man. And I feel, like you said before, you don't want to dwell into this too much, but mm-hmm. a lot of people in the scene, especially I feel older heads, yeah. have this stigma like, <clears throat> oh, the new generation is doing it wrong. Like, they're selling out. They're doing yeah. all this. This isn't that. But I think we understand. I like, at least the people that are doing these things, they understand yeah. that that's how you make money. Like, yeah breaking game there's not a lot of longevity there like unless you branch out and yeah there's only a few out there that, that have careers like like big careers like rocks right, right? Yeah, you know rocks, ronnie right. like most of the red bull bc one and and that's awesome because there's more opportunities now to make a career out of dancing or breaking right. yeah, yeah. you know with tv shows with everything so you got to keep that in mind now there's more opportunities than it was 10 years ago yeah. you know so that's a beautiful thing i'm not going to hate on that so if somebody's doing it as a career and it's focused you also have to train you know, right. as it is your career, you have to physically be fit. You have to work out. Again, you're using your body to make money, or as a career, right, you have right. to take care of it. You know what I'm saying? If you're not taking care of it, or you're too young, and you're being, you know, like just not, you know, not giving a shit, you're, it's not gonna go anywhere. You're gonna be stuck. Right. You know. So again, those are the things that people don't really realize because either they're living with their family, or they're doing this as, as a hobby, or they're just being hard-headed knuckleheads, like ah, oh, you know, whatever, talking shit. Okay, we'll see you in ten years. Where yeah, you at? Yeah. You know, something's gonna happen in your life. and be like, oh, I gotta stop breaking. That's, see, that's with me, like with a lot of dancers, like for instance, like with me as an example. Yeah, man, I, I have life that you know situations that that I go through. You know what I'm saying? Like hardships, like hard hardships. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I lost my mom about eight years ago, nine years ago. Uh, so there's been stuff in my life that have impacted me huge, but that only makes me stronger. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Everything happens for a reason in life. And you have to get, you have to learn to learn, like, there's lessons that you learn along the line, you know? So every time something happens or you go through something, that doesn't make me want to quit breaking. That's right. not my excuse ever, like, oh, I'm going to stop dancing. Yes, certain people do it because life changes, and I get it. But if it's a passion, if it's really in your heart, you're not going to let it go. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And you'll know that from the get-go. I think certain people have it, and it's just a passion. And regardless if you have kids, family, and you focus on that, it'll always live in you. You'll probably either start DJing or do something that, you know, because your body can't dance. (laughs) But you'll stay within that because it's part of you. And that's how I feel with me. It's like, I'm going to be that old fart dancing my ass off. He's like, yeah! And, you know, because I just feel it. That's just in me, you know what I'm saying? That's just me, so. (laughs) And those are few and far between. Like, you don't see that many people at jams. But the ones that you do see, you're like, damn, they're about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, Even if they can't do it anymore, they still appreciate it. They're still supporting. Like, they're putting their money in someone's pocket that's putting out stuff for the community. Exactly. And it's like, you got to appreciate people like that. Without people like that, I don't think the community would be what it is. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, So we're coming to a wrap. This is the last question. Uh, what is one solid piece of advice you would give to the new generation coming up that's looking to make a long career? Um, would you, I know we covered traveling and um, and uh, being able to be open to do yeah. choreography and stuff like that. But I think from a personal perspective, yeah. and like just as an overall overarching statement, like what is one piece of advice you would give to anyone that wants to yeah. get into breaking, into business, yeah. and that wants to do it for a long time? I would say uh, have a plan and be dedicated to it. Yeah. 
I feel like, uh, you know, sometimes plans do, you know, don't, you don't reach your goal or whatever. But I feel like if, if you start setting a plan now on what you want to see yourself in the next five years with dancing. Again, don't try to set it 10 years, 15 years, because that's a long time. That's really long. And then yeah. if you don't reach that goal, you're, you you know, you're, you get all sad and you're like, oh, shit, I didn't accomplish it. Yeah, yeah. So really try to set a plan out on what how you see yourself within the next five years dancing. And then set, set smaller goals, like weekly goals, monthly goals. Because once you start achieving goals, you start your confidence starts building, right? Yeah. So that's what you want to do. I feel like if you plan, if you plan out like what you want to do with your dance career, and and start branching out and be open, be open minded about the dance. You know what I'm saying? I think you'll have a good chance to make it a career because there's a lot of opportunities out there. A lot. You already know, you know, yeah. just being part of Breakhouse. I'm actually doing a gig with you guys next. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, and like, you know, that just shows that I'm open to things. So you have to really be open to to learn different styles to, you know, and again, that's not your root. Your root could be breaking if that's what it is. Yeah. But there's so many opportunities from competitions to gigs to corporate gigs to huge, you know, huge, huge, huge events like with companies like Sony. Yeah. Like I'll be doing some stuff with Sony eventually too. So again, it's being open to it and have a plan. Because if you don't have a plan and you're just winging it, you know, that can only work for so long. Because yeah. then life kicks in or something happens in your life that's drastic or changes happen, then you, you, you lose track of what you're doing. But if you kind of plan what you're doing and have balance and, and be open to it, I think you can be successful at whatever you put your mind into. If it's dancing, you can make you can make a living off it. Yeah. Especially with all the opportunities nowadays. Dude, it's so easy. It's just you have to have a plan because if you don't, then you're going to be shooting blanks everywhere. Like, where am I going? What am I doing? You're going to be drowning. So, yeah, yeah. That's actually really good advice that's flexible for anyone that's listening. Yeah. Maybe it's not a dancer, but does business or maybe yeah. wants to be pursuing a certain career. Like, yeah. have a plan. Yeah. Have a plan yeah. To yeah. See, plan it. B. That's what something I always talk about. Like, not the plan B with pregnancy, but, <laughs> <laughs> but have plan B. Seriously, that's, that was one of my things too. Is like, I always wanted to have security. That's yeah. my biggest thing in life. You know, when I was doing dancing as a career, I was working a part-time job. I had a part-time job at Dave & Buster's. And I was working one. Yeah, I was actually one of the persons that opened Dave & Buster's back in 2002. (laughs) I worked there for eight years. And I was working one day a month because I did not want to let go of the insurance. I was like, no, I was like, I can't let go. And then Jabwalkies picked up and I was like, all right, I got to let it go. But I've always been a person with security. So I always had plan B. And even with my new career, that's my security. I have insurance. I have yeah. benefits. I have a, you know, I have a 401k already, you know. So I know that's my bread and butter. So I know that's going to be, you know, knowing that I have every two weeks I get paid a certain amount, that gives me sense of like, okay, I'm okay. Everything, yeah, I have, yeah, now everything else that I do is for fun. If I make money off of dancing, that's a plus. Right. That's awesome, but I don't depend on it. Whatever I do in my business, I don't depend on making, you know, huge bank. Eventually one day I will. But, you know, it's like everything, everything comes and goes, but it, it's, it's a good balance and it's a good plan because I always fall back. If I get injured by dancing, I have insurance. I can take yeah. care of it. I'll take some time off. Dancing will be there. Ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. But I still making money. You know, yeah. I'm okay to sustain myself and then I'll get back into dancing. So again, you have to kind of have plan B or something secure that's going to give you that, you know, that, that peace of mind yeah. at the end of the day. So that, I think that's a good way to conclude right there. Yes, sir. Um, so before we go, Eddie, yeah. thank you for being on the podcast again. Yeah, thank man. you for dropping knowledge. I feel like of course. we've had a lot of younger guests on the podcast yeah. who have their own take on things. But I think this perspective is really valuable because it kind of – a lot of dancers wish to be where you are right now. Yeah. So now we see like where you are looking back at where you used to be. And yeah. it's like 
this is the journey. This is they're doing the right thing. They're following this certain way. Of course. And this is this is what I did to get here. Yeah, you know? yeah. Thank you again, man, for uh, having me. Hey, this no problem, awesome. man. You're you're one of my favorite guests up to this thank point. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Um, before we go, do you have any yes. social media plugs? Anything you want to plug? Yeah, uh, for sure. Follow me on Steady Eddie uh, Styles on Instagram, Facebook. I mean, that's all I do. I don't really try to do Twitter or Snapchat. That's too much uh, time. <laughs> it's time consuming. And I was yeah, like, I yeah. can't do it. Plus, uh, follow me on Jonah Bottle, uh, Instagram or Facebook. Uh, I usually put up events that I do. Um, I will be doing your jam, Force, and, Force and Finesse. Jones. I'll have a, a booth there. So if you want to bring your bottles or if you want some, you know, coffee, swing by, please. Support small businesses. Yes, I am a true believer in that. I support every and every, you know, every small business because everybody needs support, especially yeah. in our community. We need that support to grow. Because I don't like corporate, you know, businesses. Right. I am all about supporting business. I also support small coffee businesses. So if you have one, shoot me, you know, some details. I'll go support. Have a cup, you know, a cup of coffee with you guys. So again, you know, Steady Eddie Styles or Steady Eddie on uh, Instagram, and then uh, Jonah Bottle. Just follow me on Instagram and Facebook. All right, cool. So be sure to be on the lookout for announcements regarding Force of Finesse Volume One. It's two weeks away, and uh, if you're not going, still enjoy this podcast. Hope you had a great time. And on to the next one. Peace. Yeah.